Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Korach. According to the Chinuch, Parshas Korach contains nine mitzvos, five positive, and four restrictions. Parshas Korach is one of those difficult parshios that each year just doesn't get easier. The question is, how could it happen? And as Rashi himself asks, Par Korach, who is a pikeach, and um, which means he was a very wise man, and he was an usher, he was a wealthy man, so uh, and he was one of the nos a aron. He carried the aron, which is the ark when they transported the sanctuary, the mishkan. He was one of those privileged, and he saw, as our rabbis say, that what appeared to be he was doing the carrying, but indeed the ark carried him. Amazing, yet he rebels against Moshe. So our rabbis tell us that Moshe was able to quote-unquote read through him and recognize, as indeed our rabbis point out, that it was his own greed that um, Korach was after. Namely, he was upset, felt slighted, overlooked, that the Nesius, the head of the family of Kahas, was given to a younger cousin than he, and as a result, he challenged the um, uh, station, the position of Moshe Rabbeinu, and after all, when does he do it? He does it now, right after last week's parsha, namely, that the um, position and the high regard that Moshe Rabbeinu had amongst the Jewish people, right now, unfortunately, that they were um, given the punishment of 39 years of wandering in the desert, Moshe's popularity waned, and therefore there was the opportunity for him to jump in. So we know what he wanted. The question is, how did he entice many others to join him? So I'd like you to be aware of a very strong thesis which is set forth by the Ramban in this week's parsha, alluded to strongly by the Ibn Ezra in this week's parsha, and that is as follows. Korach could not offer the people in the desert to give them Carvel with the best hashkacha. No. It wasn't ice cream that he could give them. They had all their physical needs taken care of in the desert. What could Korach offer them? Only one thing, more and greater spirituality, more and greater ruchnius. Allow me to explain. We know, starting from the very beginning of the Torah, namely, go back to Parshas Toldos. It's the day when Avraham Avinu dies and Yitzchak, his son, is now the mourner. So Yaakov makes for his father a lentil soup. Why lentil? Because it's round, reminding us of the continuity of life. And so we do today. Lo'alinu, at such a time, we have a bagel, we have a hard-boiled egg. That's Minog Yisrael, to take something round. Listen carefully. Esav comes and says, give me some of this soup. 
So Yaakov says, okay, under one condition that you sell me your birthright. Now let's talk about this intelligently for a minute. These are twins. There are hours of difference between them. It's minutes between them. What's the difference? Who is five, six minutes older? But the answer is there's a very significant difference because built into nature at that time was that the firstborn were those who were the spiritual representatives of the family. They were the one who officiated at religious ceremonies. And Yaakov understood that his brother Esav, the man of the field, and the man who unfortunately is involved in immorality, is not the one to have this position. So what he was looking for was to give it to somebody like himself who was more qualified for it. Esav says, literally, any day I can die in the field or no, through these laws of kahuna, I will unfortunately be killed because as we have in this week's parsha, Hazar HaKorev, you must. If someone is a non-Kohen, they are not to be doing this avoda, this very special service. And so, from the very beginning of that Torah, we see that the Bechor was to be the firstborn, was to be the one officiating and representing the family in a spiritual way. Now let's move on. And so it was to be until after the sin of the golden calf. After the sin of the golden calf, where the firstborn participated and the Shevet Levi did not, so the Torah tells us very, very clearly in Parshas, that there is a process and a ceremony whereby the um, position of spiritual leadership was taken away from the firstborn and given to the tribe of Levi. Comes Korach and says to the firstborn, to the tribe of Reuven, his neighbor, and to all of Klai Yisrael, I, as your leader, will give it back to you. After all, once again, what could he give them? He could give them, quote-unquote, spirituality. And this is what they want. I'll prove it to you this is what they want. Take a look in the Chumash, in chapter 17, verse 3. Now we know that Moshe, who tries to delay the process, and maybe they'll think it differently, okay, he says that to the 250 who join Korach, who are sincere, now, how can I say they're sincere? They're, they're misled, no question about it. But they are sincere in their wanting of greater spirituality. If you look in chapter 17, verse 3, the Torah tells us that after they are killed, these 250 men, the pans in which they use to bring the ketores, to bring the incense, I would have thought, take them and completely discard them. No, says the Torah, take machto take the pans of these sinners show some against their souls. What does that mean? They sinned with their souls. They wanted more. But unfortunately, when you want more, you need to have this literally controlled, overlooked, and making sure that the ninth of the thirteenth principle of 
the Maimonides, who has anima mim bemuna shlema, and just as the first one is, we believe that there is a God, and that number two, right, he is the one that controls history and destiny of man. Go to number nine, anima mim bemuna shlema, I believe with perfect faith. Shizosa Torah, this Torah that we have, lote muchlefes, will never and not be exchanged. And there'll not be another Torah. And so, the idea was, they were hoping that this was something suggests the Eben Ezra. The Eben Ezra says this on Pasuk 28 in chapter 16, where Moshe says, this is the way you will know that God has sent me, and I've done all these things, and kilomilibi, and not from my own accord or known my own initiative. The Ebenezer says so sharply, just as Moshe initiated three things, and God agreed to him, including the breaking of the luchos, including adding a day before the receiving of the Torah, including separating himself from Tzipporah, and God agreed. The people thought perhaps this was an idea of Moshe, that it should go from the firstborn to the tribe of Levi, and God agreed, but really it didn't come from Hashem. So Moshe is showing them, no, this is, as it says, in verse 5, Boker. Boker, as the light of morning and day, and just as as Rashi says so sharply regarding Boker, that there is built into nature, Givulos Cholaka Kodesh Baruchu Ba'olamo, God put boundaries into this world. And Yecholim Atem Lafoch Boker can you transform morning into night? Obviously not. Cain, so too, kuchlu levatel ezu. So too, this is built into the very fabric and nature of our peoplehood. That there is a Kohen, that there is a Levi, and there is a Yisrael. And the Kohen is not to do what the Levi does, and the Levi is not to do what the Kohen does, and the Yisrael is certainly not to do what either of them have. Now, the idea is very clear and very powerful. A Jew is to want more, more spirituality, growth. We learn it from Moshe Rabbeinu himself. Amazing. Vo'eschanan. How much is Vo'eschanan in Gematria? 500 and figure it out. That's how many times that Moshe Rabbeinu prayed in order to go into Eretz Yisrael. My goodness, why? Why? The Talmud asks in the Gemara Sota, Moshe wanted to eat from the fruit produce of the land. Sure, no, Moshe wanted come on to do more mitzvos. So Moshe wants more. That is the ideal of the Jew. In the Sefer Sum Derech, he points out something very remarkable. Open up chapter 19 in the second book of the Torah, the chapter that precedes the actual giving of the Torah, the revelation at Sinai. And I ask you, how many times do the people have to be told you're not to go up on the mountain? And even right before Hashem reveals Himself, He says to Moshe, go down again. No less than three times. Why? Because the people want to go up. Instinctively, they want more. They want an opportunity to be close 
to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But you have to know your limits. And therefore, they had to be told not to because instinctively, ideally, beautifully, the Jew wants more. It's a long Or HaChayim HaKadosh at the beginning of Parshas Achremos, chap- excuse me, yes, right, Achremos, chapter 16 in the third book of the Torah. It's worth finding this paragraph, which begins, and in the Mikros Gedolos that I have, Hamaor, you're on page Shin Yud Tes, and the bottom of the right column spilling over onto the top. Listen to the golden words of the Orachayim Kadosh, who's describing what was the sin of Nadav and Avihu, who we know were killed on the day that the Mishkan was dedicated. So listen to what he says. He says as follows, that these Sadiqim, they died with we would call, and we are familiar with Misas Nashika, literally the kiss of God. But watch this, the Soda Nashika, he writes, is Hahefreshu, Hatsadikim, those Sadikim, Moshe, Miriam, Aaron, Hanashika Miskareves Lohem. The Nashika, the kiss of God, literally came to them. However, the Elohim, Nodav and Aviyu, Niskarvullah, on their own, they were yearning for it and took the initiative on their own. They crossed over the boundary. For who Omro, as the Pusik says, Bikarva Sum, underline that word in your mind, with their coming forth, Lifnay Hashem. For Omro Vayomuso. Now listen to this. Remez Hakosov, the Torah is hinting at Hafloas the incredible wonder of Chibas HaTzadikim, of the desire of the righteous, Shagam Shoyu Margishim B'Misasam, even though they had an intuition that they were playing with fire, that they might lose their lives as recalls of this, Lo Nimnu, this didn't stop them, Mikorov, now listen to this, Lidvekus, to try to have an attachment, and I'm going to read to you the adjectives that he uses in description of what brought Nadav and Avihu, who wanted once again more. Tvekus of Neimus, one, Arevus, two, Yedidus, three, Chavivus, four, Chashikus, five, Mesikus, six, Ad close not show some mayhem. Incredible. The Jew wants more. The only thing is, what do our rabbis say? One of the reasons why Nadav and Aviyu died is because they didn't check with Moshe and Aaron. We need the litmus test. And what is the litmus test? Because everybody wants more. Everybody thinks what they're doing is right. You've got to go to the Rambam's 13 principles of faith. And once again, number nine, the Torah that we have cannot be changed. If you're keeping within the Torah, Hatzlacha Rabbah, and keep on going for more. You can figure out the inference by yourself. What a powerful parsha, Parshas Korach is. Shabbat Shalom to all.